Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in the Canon Canon. Get out! And make something of your life. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Lambada Hale. Ooh, you are the official Lambada today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy, we are the Canon Canon. We are the podcast where we talk about Canon films and all of their amazing output. Mm -hmm. And uh, today is definitely no exception. No uh, exceptions. No, we have no exceptions. That's you our said, rule here. Yeah, absolutely not a single exception here. <laughs> if there's something that you can always be uh, uh, living uh, that we've got a guarantee by, uh, is that the Cannon Bros make no exceptions. We always stay exactly on the path that we have planned <laughs> oh, yeah. for this podcast. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, today, today we are covering... I love that I should know the date because we literally just did the Forbidden Dance. 1990s? Correct. Uh, This is uh, March 16th, 1990. March 16th, 1990. We are, of course, talking about Lombada. Lombada! Baby, we, we promised it. Uh, we promised yeah. it on our on our Twitter. Uh, uh, you know, a couple people had asked, like, "Oh man, you should do a double shot." Some person actually wanted us to do an episode where it was one of us covers Forbidden Dance and then the yeah. other one covers Lombada. <laughs> Lombada. <laughs> that would be insane if we had two different episodes of just you have to just <laughs> monologue about the Forbidden Dance. Oh man! Um, but yeah, we are doing it. Well, uh, last week we had the Forbidden Dance, which was, of course. Menachem Golan's version of a movie about the dance craze Lombada. And that was also a movie that he did on his uh, 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 own label, his own production company, 21st Pictures, 21st Century Pictures. I always Mm -hmm. get it wrong. And this one we are watching is Yorm Globus's slash Canon's Lombada movie, which Mm -hmm. is officially titled Lombada. Yeah, uh, Canon Pictures Incorporated. Canon Pictures Incorporated, exactly, because <laughs> these two movies are very important in the history of Canon films because very. this is like we are seeing on film in these both these movies the official split between mm. the dynamic duo that is Golan and Globus and the fact that they could not have broken up in a more Golan and Globus fashion mm-hmm. than saying, oh, we were making a movie about this dance craze that we've kind of decided is more than a dance craze maybe than it actually is. Screw you. I'm going to make my own, and I'm going to rush it into production with the Forbidden Dance so it comes out before your movie, Globus. And then it's going to come out on the same exact day. Yep. And it is also going to come out, both of them, 
to kind of a fart in, yeah. the, in the movies. Kind of a, okay, you made yeah. two Lombada movies? Like, and there were not... other Lombada movies made around this time, too, believe Crazy. it or not, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I did not know that at all. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. we'll get into and that, that. They were yeah. not canon-related, but uh, they were. there was like a kind of, um, I, I want to say... Like movement, not movement, but there was at least like two to three other Lombada movies around this time. Look, uh, you know, th- this was the era of the Lombada exploitation movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's one of our favorite <laughs> subgenre, Lombada exploitation, um, which is so insane. Uh, <laughs> what a, I, I I love I love cinema. Man, I love <laughs> and I love people piggybacking off of cinema. It's one of the reasons we've talked about before. I love Italian films so much. It's just the crazy, like, oh, that worked. Let's do a billion of them. And it is so Golan and Globus that it's like, oh, that didn't work. We're going to both do them. And then other people are going to be like, yeah, let's do that too. Why like, not? They probably heard they were making a Lombada movie and they tried to rush ahead too. Wait a second, Frank. Are you hmm. telling me that other people heard about something Golan and Globus were going to do? Oh, yeah. You know they were they touting actually... it. Two years probably before they even made it. <laughs> they had like probably huge size at Con we don't know about. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this is also, we love to kind of, uh, it's often we don't even give it to them, but Austin Trunick from the Canon Film Guide, I hope you've got some deep cut Lombada stuff for us when oh, we yeah, release there's these. There's not really much. No, that's the crazy part. Uh, yeah. And and I mean, speaking of not very much, so this movie, not even available anywhere. Which uh, uh, we it, we searched for it. This was when we yeah. were talking about doing these. Both of us were just like, okay, we'll watch Lombada and then Forbidden Dance. Like, I think we thought, at least I thought in my mind, we'll watch Lombada first because that's the one I think I knew the most. Yeah. But it's Warner Brothers, MGM, like you would uh, imagine, I mean, like yeah. it would, sh- it would be on Turner Classic Movies, yeah, along HBO with Bolero Max, or some bullshit. Amazon, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's insane. So it's literally, uh, you know, and, and especially because one of the reasons we also jumped in finally is that Forbidden Dance is available currently. I'm sure it will disappear again because these by the time this comes out, yeah, because these canon packages like fucking flow in and out like water. It's yeah. like you'll get a burst of 20. It's why Amazon is always like movies we think you'll like. And it's just like 20 canon films we've already covered. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's just because they disappeared for like three weeks and then they come back and another like, all right, you have to take these if we're going to sell you this yeah. sort of package. But Labat is not in there, which is totally odd. It's crazy to me. Uh, yeah. This is like one of those that... You would like it's kind of like um, guaranteed to be on streaming that type of movie. That's it. Yes, it. it you if would you think. Were, yeah, if you work, this is the uh, equivalent of it's always on HBO movie yeah. back in the day because I think that's Absolutely. one of the reasons I probably watched it so many times. Yep. But yeah, if if I, I uh, look, I'm not a betting man, but mm. I would imagine Vegas odds on this would have been. Uh, that, yeah, you can definitely always watch it on streaming. Um, it's insane. And it's not even for rent as At of now. At least a Tubi. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, you can't even rent it. And this I was even wild. finding it on some deep, deep Roku channels. Now, uh, what we will say is we've got some great fans. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have a, 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 I believe, what is their Twitter handle? Be an S of movies? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Or uh, that's that's the name of the, um, the account, or is yes. BNS of movies. But their actual uh, handle is uh, at Sam Panico. Fantastic. So uh, uh, Sam's a great resource. Uh, got a lot of good facts, too, uh, that he shares. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, we had mentioned, I think maybe on Twitter, just like we would love to do Lombada. Can't find it anywhere. Anyone got a, an insight? Uh, he had an insight. Uh, I think we ended up on some maybe Russian uh, YouTube channel, <laughs> I think was how it came, but it would totally worked and it was totally yeah. great. Uh, and so it's out there. You just have to dig. And, and honestly, knowing uh, Canon, HBO, maybe even by the time this comes out, uh, it might there. just show up. It might all of a sudden be on Voodoo and Tubi and Pluto and who knows. And who knows? There might be a link up in our Patreon there, that's who knows? A, I mean, who knows? There, yeah, there might be access to this through our Patreon, which sounds like, wow, yeah. you could maybe get access to a movie that doesn't exist if you just signed up for a Patreon. Oh my god, that's crazy! Yeah. That but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do I just pay? But uh, yeah, so I will say, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. If you want access to our could have been a Canon episodes, uh, usually a month early, sometimes we get our schedule knocked off. If yeah. you want access to Canon soundtrack corner videos, if you want access to uh, more of those watch along episodes, we got mm-hmm. uh, some more coming. We got a bunch of requests coming in. Uh, yeah. Sign on up. Truly. Again, we always say it. We appreciate all of our Patreon. Patreon members, and the more people that we get, the easier it makes for this to uh, continue on. Uh, because, yeah, we're also in the, the the point of this podcast where we are covering uh, Forbidden Dance and Lombada. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, a podcast about an episode uh, an episode that is about a movie that's hardly existing. Uh, except for, you know, just saying, maybe you can find it on the Patreon. No, no, just you uh, might. Just might. You might. I don't know. You might. I, people are talking. People are talking. I've heard. <laughs> but people are saying things. People are saying things. I don't know. So yeah, as we had kind of said, this uh, this is the other Lombada movie. Uh-huh. Um, uh, again, weirdly, it ha- so this one has the title yes. of Lombada, has Proper. the font, and then doesn't have the song we all know. No, uh, which. I you know Crazy. I thought the music in this was better. However, yep. it was not Lombada music. Yeah, Ex- it's and, just and, pop music. It's just it's just mall pop. And weirdly, even the, flavor, even some of it just would have the word Lombada in it, but didn't sound like Lombada no. music. <laughs> it sounds like Sheila E. It sounds like you right. know, like uh, which like, isn't uh, bad. Jets, yeah, know? like it was. It's it is a good soundtrack, but it is like. Even we had kind of talked about in the Forbidden Dance episode where it's just like, oh, it's weird. There's not much Lombada. Uh, spoiler again for this, actually less Lombada maybe. Less. In this one. <laughs> it's like uh, like a, a clean. Like it's so funny seeing the Golan and Globus split uh, right. aesthetically. Yes. And I will say that this one fits more in my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. Of just enjoyment and kind of like canon esque. Where the other one felt like, uh, like again, kind of sleazy, and this one felt like kind of pure pop fun. You know what it is? Is yeah, it's like at uh, it didn't feel as cheap. 
it 100% didn't feel as cheap. It felt like you had the bombast of uh, Menachem Golan, like yeah. in him talking about it, because I rewatched the little section in uh, Electric Boogaloo about uh, this back and forth. And like, again, like, oh, you know, uh, Menachem is like, is like, it's going to be great. It's going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> like, yep. And even the people working on it are like, okay, we really rushed the hell out of this fucking thing. Um, when the screenwriters said they could do it in 10 days, one of them was like, yeah, because my co-writer could just write fast. Like, he basically <laughs> was just like, he was able to type fast. They were like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, cheap. It was like refreshing to watch Lombard. And I realized that's the reason that one partly sticks with me more than Forbidden Dance from my youth is it looks the whole time you're like, this looks like a movie of that era. Like, yeah, and mean, looks like it, it looks should like be streaming nonstop. Yeah, it looks like a new line cinema. It really does. Yeah. Like it's pretty clean looking. And the but you will get into it. Our catchphrase. The biggest thing, honestly, that we were texting about was like the club scenes. Yeah, like the club scenes looked like real club scenes, and both in how they were shot, and a big chunk is the director. I mean, we have the director yeah. who directed Breakin' and Rappin'. Rappin'. So yeah. we're kind of set up for the trilogy in some ways. Like, this does fit in that world. Yeah. Um, but there were also just more people. Like, they had enough of a budget to get more people and realized, uh, throw some smoke in yep. uh, and hit those angles. Like, you I'm realizing to. now, why did Forbidden Dance have so many shots that were, like, wide, high angles to let us see that they had put up those walls, like, oh, yeah. a, a day ago, maybe. Because they didn't have any time. They yeah. were like, we're not getting close-ups. It's just all <laughs> right. going to be wide. <laughs> it was a lot. I was watching, uh, last night I was watching Joe Bob. And also oh, yeah. having such a, like, because it's the Valentine's, so they had Black Roses on, that heavy right. metal movie. I need to watch it. I need to catch up. They on, got yeah. uh, Black Roses and Frankenhooker are the two. Uh, oh, and they've got amazing. the Boulet brothers on, yeah. which is pretty great. Um, but Bla- one, Black Roses, I was having, like, a freak out the whole time. And I still didn't finish it because I was, I always forget Joe Bob's are longer because Long, yeah. the talk. But I was like, my wife was like, at first, I was like, oh, Black Roses. I've never seen this before. I've always wanted to. This is crazy. I've never seen it. And then, like, the minute it started, she's like, we have watched this. Yep. That You have definitely watched this. And But then, like, I started, like, fast-forwarding a little bit. I was like, oh, I'll just watch the Joe Bob parts. And then I was, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, have I not seen this? This None of this is feeling familiar. And then there'd be a yeah. scene that felt so familiar. But... Why I'm also Brigzilla. <laughs> yeah. Why I'm bringing up uh, uh, Black Roses is I was uh, starting to have moments where I was like, "Am I merging this with Hard Rock Zombies?" Oh, because it's the same wow. level of cheap. They both are. I believe Hard yeah. Rock was trauma related at some in some way, right? In or some, not? yeah, it's some uh, trauma kind of, distribution um, deal. It was it was some kind of I forgot what the connection was, but it, it's kind of like um, by proxy a little. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. Like and Black kind of Roses, when it, as soon as it started, I actually had that kind of like oh, because I saw the trauma start, oh, right. and we've talked about trauma. It's just it's not yeah. my number one. It's not our number one. And um, we've uh, been in a trauma, or you know, we've uh, helped out with trauma films. Exactly. We've exactly. We have films, been in so. them. We have done scores for trauma, and we are saying <laughs> this, but. Uh, 
it was just black roses. I was like, oh, there's a cheapness to this that can always walk that line because we've always oh, said yeah. we like low budget, not cheap. Um, and Forbidden Dance had kind of the same deal where it's just like, I was thinking of Hard Rock Zombies, and I was like, oh, yeah, Hard Rock Zombies always walk that line, but has enough charm that it gets around the cheapness. Yeah. And Black Roses goes back and forth. And Forbidden Dance, like, after watching Lombada, this is a long path to say, after watching Lombada, it made me uh, feel the burn of the cheapness of Forbidden Dance a little yeah. harder. Oh, yeah. It's like different film stock, too. You could just tell. Oh, yeah. The yeah. lighting, the time, like it just, the sets, it's just so much more. Yeah. It yeah. It really points to Lombada. You know what? Lombada felt like, no matter what the budget is, and we'll probably get into it with our facts, but it felt like you could see the fact that you said that there was more time. They just had like yeah. a little bit more time put into it, but they also just had a little bit more of a handle to use probably the less time that they still had to use those elements where. At the end, you know, this isn't a kind of spoiler for what we're going to talk about mostly in this, but it's just like Lombada is a pretty serviceable movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it totally yeah. is just like, yeah, it works like for I what it is. I almost watched it again. Sure. Because it's totally, a, it is totally a streaming all the time movie. Like, yeah, it feel it feels comfortable watching it because it also is so comfortable, the plot. You're just yeah. like, because I had forgotten. The, the, also, like the fact that both of these Lombada movies are like, let's really complicate this. Anyway. It was like amazing. Yes. Like, it's like, it was, I, but I think watching Forbidden Dance before Lombada helped because so you too. appreciated that they didn't complicate it as much as they could have. And in the case of Lombada, it was more like they complicated with just like tropes from a movie style you didn't think were going to be in just a movie oh, about man. Lombada. Yeah. And when really ultimately what it is is like you're watching Stand and Deliver. Yep. Meets Dirty Dancing but not less so. Like it meets a yeah. dancing. Actually not even meets Dirty Dancing. I'm going to take that back because Forbidden Dance was basically uh uh Dirty, dirty dancing. dancing. This is more of Stand and Deliver meets breaking and rapping yeah like it just was yeah. like um again uh, we have a lot of we'll get into more but i was uh psyched that i misremembered that the teenage student boned the teacher because <laughs> i was like once i realized he had a wife i was like oh, this is more complicated than i remember oh, this yeah. plot being and we'll also give and we'll get again put on this very long list and we'll get into it i appreciated that we only had to handle uh, uh, racism combined with inequity in education mm -hmm. versus four to five social themes like in Forbidden Dance. Yeah, they at least could like kind of stay on the same track here. And because they I mean, were like using they the trope of stand other, and deliver, yeah. right? Because they were yeah. using the trope of stand and deliver. You're just like, okay, I know where this is going to go. Yeah. And great. It's going to be a weird, like, you know, uh, watered down version of attacking something. But like. Right. Uh, but yes, it, it makes you just appreciate this movie more. Um, before we start to get into the in and in and outs of it, should we get into some factors about it? 
That's right. As I said, it came out March 16th, 1990. Uh, it doesn't have a budget, I couldn't find, uh, but the gross was $4.2 million, and uh, the tagline was, set the night on fire. <laughs> and then they did, with education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Joel Silberg, uh, a.k.a. Yoel Zilberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an is- Israeli director, of course, you know. Uh, what's interesting about this director, he studied stage direction at London's Old Vic. Can you really? believe that? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. But he directed Rappin, uh, Breakin, uh, and there are... Parts of this scene, and we'll talk about this, we'll get to it, but um, that feel like kind of um, like Playboy home video. Yes. The way it's shot. Uh, and You're it worried it's going to turn into Red Shoe Diaries at certain exactly. points. Exactly. And that's what's funny because some of his other movies are Prison Heat, Object of Desire <laughs> with Tracy Lords. Oh. And Catch the Heat. So, yeah. yeah. And he also did the story, but the screenplay was by Sheldon Rennan, who mostly was known as a document uh, documentary director mm-hmm. and writer. And he only has like one, I think, uh, TV credit where he wrote an episode of The Untouchables, <laughs> right. the TV series. <laughs> right. Um, but I, we've already gone through like the top 10 movies. Also, just episode. have to say for him, by the way, uh, I didn't know this until right before we started, wrote a book that is called uh, An Introduction to the American Underground Film which oh. was the first like academic book about underground cinema, which I was like, that's oh, awesome. that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, um, uh, all, we talked about the top 10 movies. I'm not going to go through those again because that was in the last yes. episode. But as we said in the last episode, Forbidden Dance came in at 168. Uh, right. And we've already said where uh, Lombada falls in, but just as a reminder, it's 142. Right. And this is out of 200. So it beat it by, you know, a couple, you know. It beat slots, it, but, quote unquote. Yeah, but it still <laughs> didn't do great out of yeah. 200. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this was featured on film critic Gene Siskel's list of guilty pleasures. And Ooh. apparently it caused a heated debate on... Uh, Siskel and Ebert. Wow, we need to find that video if we find that, or if people have it. Uh, but I'll I'll put it up on uh, the Twitter if we do, oh, because I yeah. love when they get into a debate. Like when you realize that it's like it's broken past the kind of scripted thing. Oh <laughs> and yeah, the two of yeah. them are like, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, because he says uh, Roger said, uh, or sorry, Ebert said, uh, uh, "You should be embarrassed." <laughs> by his opinion <laughs> and uh he said that the dance sequence were badly lit badly photographed badly choreographed and attacked the camera angles and the storyline and he was stunned that anyone would make this picture he apparently hadn't seen forbidden dance yet uh yeah <laughs> he was, it was on the list and he goes oh never mind yeah i take it all back fuck it i thought you were talking about that one <laughs> <laughs> bad oh man yeah. um well oh, yeah that. and then and then uh, when they they reviewed it in Entertainment Weekly, they paired the reviews together. Oh, uh, really? I got to yeah, find that Owen Glieb- Gleiberman, uh, he did a review of two films together, and uh, he, he described them as having all the allure of a frozen burrito. Wow, sirs. You know, I got to say, just on a, a quick aside, uh, even though that is so smuggy, that is like a Razzie, uh, R.I.P. to the print form of uh, Entertainment Weekly. Nah, like, yeah, that was a that that was a I I think legitimately like a big 
part of my like kind of pop culture growth. Oh, like yeah. when I was a kid, I had a subscription and poured over it, and yeah, it would have uh, some deep cut stuff in there at certain points Absolutely. and towards the end. Yeah, that one they had. I don't know if you remember, but uh, the, there was that Entertainment Weekly uh, issue about alternative music. Mm-hmm. With the chai peps on the front, but it was yep. that one uh, small era where that they had that one guitarist who replaced Frusciante in between him and Navarro wasn't on oh, any right. other record. Oh um, uh, crap! I forgot his name. Yeah, I used I to just know remember. It. Yeah, I just remember Halil uh, and then um, Frusciante. Because he wasn't recorded. I think he played Woodstock. Even he only um, played live. Yeah, but then they had that Klippenhofer guy. Who, yeah, <laughs> they just were like, bye. Yeah, but it was, uh, I got to say, like, at that age, for me, like, it was right around the time of, like, Lollapalooza, going to Lollapalooza mm-hmm. 93 and Woodstock. Like, you know, it had a fucking, it, it broke it up into all these different, like, subgenres of what alternative music is, but it also included death metal. Like, yeah. it was, like, one of the first times I had seen, like, a picture of Carcass. And like Napalm Death, and then like a picture of the Butthole Surfers, and been like, wait, what exactly are the fucking Butthole Surfers? And they had like a whole section on the side of just like influential people to alternative music. And it's like, that was probably the first time I saw the name Exine Cervenka, uh, really an acknowledgement of Yoko Ono uh, mm-hmm. as like an important part of like alternative music, quote unquote. Uh, uh, Ian Curtis, like, yeah. And so, and I remember the Seinfeld episode or issue of that. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, RIP. And that's, uh, you need your gateways. And that was one of the gateways. Uh, and yeah. I probably uh, read that review of Lombada and Forbidden Dance together. <laughs> I had a subscription one year just for a year mm-hmm. um, because they remember they were air- airing those commercials all the time yeah. on MTV. And I think it was super cheap with- that first year, right? Yeah. Like, like they were because yeah, they were like, trying to get the fucking foothold in, so I was like, "Oh, this is actually you can do it." Yeah, it was like uh, ten or twenty bucks for like every a weekly, you know, weekly. <laughs> you got, yeah, yeah, weekly. Uh, and I know towards the end uh, or recently it went to monthly, and now it's just uh, yeah. gone. But yeah, I remember having a subscription to it and and loving it, and just uh, any when I didn't have a subscription to it, when I'd go to Walmart, I'd go to the magazine se- section. Uh, while my mom was shopping, and I would just read that film threat, yeah, uh, Rip magazine, you know, I, uh, I bought Guitar Rip every World, fucking all the, month. I would just. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing too. Is like I, we've talked about. Like I uh, look for what a horror guy I am. I wasn't reading Fangoria. It freaked me out. Like I, it was too oh, gross. Yeah. Like I, I loved horror, but it was like basically like every issue of Fangoria would be like. Body every dogs. box in the VHS that was freaking me out. Like, oh, and I'd yeah. be like, oh, I don't know. Um, uh, but entertainment, yeah, pour over that fucking shit, man. Because it covered yeah. everything. Uh, I like entertainment. Um, I but yes. like it weekly. <laughs> and I want it goddamn weekly. Uh, so, yes, RIP to that, but not RIP to Lombada. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Lombada... Uh, just to let me check if I oh not too bad half hour giving a basic summary of what this movie Mm -hmm. is but we already kind of said it really is what is Lombada what is this version of a movie about the Lombada dance craze it really is stand and deliver uh, meets uh, breaking like uh, it's basically there's a teacher synopsis right here oh you've got to give me the synopsis yeah what does it say 
Kevin Later is a well. Let me try this again. <laughs> Taking care of business because <laughs> this uh, his name also. <clears throat> All right. Kevin Laird is a Beverly Hills school teacher by day and a mystery man by night, using his Lombada dance moves to first earn the kids' respect and acceptance. Kevin then teaches them academics, but when a jealous student exposes Kevin's double life, his two worlds collide, threatening his job and reputation. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah, it's yep. like it's a it's. It's a teacher at a rich, snooty school, but he also goes by Blade, and he goes Blade. to goes to a, a a deep club in the deep heart of downtown L.A. Uh, and uh, teaches East L.A. It's East L.A. Yes, they do make a a, a, sta- a saying East L.A. And uh, he also what he's not there to cheat on his wife. Because I did actually legitimately have that question. I was just like, what is up with this relationship? They're yep. just letting him go. But no, he goes down there because he wants to teach at Galaxy High. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yeah, and then he gets found out, and then we'll get into more of that. But yeah, it really is like, it's kind of a, uh, uh, it's, it, you're, you're, you'll be surprised when you watch it to be like, wait, this is going to be a movie about inner city youth learning Mm -hmm. about the quadratic formula basically it really is weird and then all of a sudden you're like why is he talking like vinnie barbarino like why did he change his accent and he's kind of like it's a cross between um edward james almost and stand and deliver and uh vinnie barbarino and it just it reminds me of uh uh bruce chandling the kyle mooney mooney character the way he talks and dresses yes (laughs) and dresses exactly like a kyle kyle mooney character uh Yes, if we were writing for SNL, you and I would be pitching a Blade sketch, and it would do fine. Maybe but it's this, a ten to one. <laughs> but this whole movie feels like a. It's so pastiche, like it almost yeah. feels like parody because it hits so many tropes, so <laughs> yeah. like broadly, like yes. it, insanely broadly, uh, like hitting the side of a barn. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like it really is like. It feels almost like it's a parody movie, and you can't help but like laugh and enjoy it because it's so like it feels like surface level sketch and feels f- and when you realize that they don't think it's funny, you're like, oh, it just feels familiar. Like you're yeah. just like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna know what's gonna happen because that there's no surprises in this movie. That's the other part with no. it. Like it re- the biggest surprise was figuring out what the fuck was going on with his relationship with his wife. That I could not <laughs> his his mayonnaise ham sandwich of a wife. Like yeah. <laughs> like also just being like this is there's no energy here. There is no uh, a chemistry whatsoever. No. no. She might as well have been a dish towel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I mean, I don't no, no, because she is. It's how it feels like it's set up. Well, because also, like, mostly, most of their relationship is he's married, he's a teacher, he's got a kid, and then he becomes Blade and he goes off. But there's like, she is pretty consistent of just like, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah. then kind of well. switches in like one scene 
to just being like, I didn't sign up for this. And he's like, you did mm-hmm. sign up for this. <laughs> and God. then they make up and then they bone. And you're like, is she wearing like a nightgown that's going up to her neck? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, I think why it stands out is because, you know, this is ostensibly a movie about the Lombada. And as that synopsis says that he teaches these inner city kids through Lombada, which is, as they state in this, like, wasn't that the dance that was banned in Brazil, like, by the government? Dude, I thought it was going to become a Wikipedia. Like, they were going to give her all the, like, facts about that. Yes, because it is so clunky how they're describing it the best way possible. And, I mean, he really is letting his teenage student feel up on him Oh, yeah. In multiple scenes for a long time. And so then it feels extra odd that the counter is his, like, mayonnaise of a wife. Yeah. Who is, like, so... has is, is anti-sexual, almost, in how they set her up as a character in this movie. And yeah. And how uh, uh, they interact, even. Um, and, and, and it's so, the whole time, like, you have that little bit of, like, God, I hope he doesn't bone his student, but he, it feels like they're about Ooh, to. It and, really does. It and I really don't know does. about I don't know about you, Frank. If if I had like told my wife that story later, and like I mean, because even that he had like lying by omission. Like he basically was like, "Yeah, this student showed up from my real job." And I'm not going to mention that she basically was giving me like a handy through my pants like (laughs) multiple times. And then I drove her on my motorcycle and she continued to borderline jerk me off. (laughs) Like like all of that, he was just like, yeah, she came and I don't know. It just got weird. Let's not get into it. But like, like, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, what else happened? I mean, I know that. You I know you no. go to this inner city kids and teach them through Lombada the dance that was banned from the government for being so <laughs> sexual. I already heard uh, uh, the, the uh, Wikipedia over here tell me yeah. all oh, this. Oh, no, no. You didn't know it's a dance from uh, the state of uh, Para, Brazil, and uh, <laughs> the dance became internationally popular in the 1980s, especially in the Philippines, Latin America, and Caribbean countries. I mean, it has adopted aspects of dances such as uh, forro, uh, Salsa, a merengue, uh, a maxis. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I could go on and on and on. Uh, oh my god, we're watching hey. the we're watching the dance that they made at least two movies about. One was called The Forbidden Dance, and one was called Oh my god, <laughs> I'm talking about our own movie. <laughs> Look, just know that Lombada is generally a partner dance. A dancer is generally <laughs> dance with arch legs, with the steps being from side to side, turning or even swaying, and it, in its original form, never front to back, with a pronounced, uh, you know movement of the hips at the time when the dance became popular short skirts for women were in fashion and men wore long trousers and the dance has become associated with such clothing especially for women wearing short skirts that swirl up when uh, the woman spins around typically you know revealing a 90s style thong (laughs) underwear but anyway the original pages that were sent out to actresses auditioning were all of that (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, he, and every single like, person nah, like it okay. feels feels a little cold feels a little long but okay it's fine <laughs> um 
so yeah. Memorized all that shit. <laughs> this fucking industry, you know. I memorized the yeah. entire Wikipedia page. It's that that scene for I, I've been watching Pam and Tommy, uh-huh. where she had that long monologue that she was preparing for, and then that, on the day they're like, "Nah, just pick up that thing." Yep, yep. <laughs> just show your butt. Um. So yeah, uh, Lombada. I I noticed at the beginning it just said in association with film and television company. <laughs> just seemed like such a like what does what exactly is that company? Might um, as well just say Hollywood. Yes, exactly. In association with Hollyweird. Um, <laughs> it's so this is a movie of cliches and tropes, but and and mm. what I'm about to say is such a cliche of talking about these styles of movies, but I do think it is valid to point out. Yes, generally, you'll watch these movies and you'll be like, man, those teenagers don't look like teenagers. These teenagers truly... Really don't. Really don't. Like, I mean, yeah. like, like we're talking like 45 looking. And we're not talking uh, our era of 45. We're talking 1990-45, when you mm-hmm. look like you're 60. Like, <laughs> like, it is just like, it is wild how old everyone's style is that's the main Mm -hmm. thing it's not just their faces it's not just that they hired older actors they're certainly all in their 20s etc it is just that they all are styled exactly like how when my parents would go out for the night you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like just like khakis and the like kind of tucked in like kind of flowy uh button up right and just like that old woman hair style like for all of them (laughs) like it is it it it, it, it's off-putting especially when the teacher the main guy what is his name who's in uh dangerously close uh looks younger than them sometimes Mm-hmm. like he just does have a young face yeah it's just the way it is uh but yeah so also a big thing that uh, you know we haven't said yet that is a big chunk of this movie um and correct me if i'm getting her name wrong so the main uh uh, uh you know star of this movie the teenage is uh teenage woman is uh malora hardin yeah uh and malora hardin we mostly know as jan from the, yeah, office. from the office and so it and it that's another reason maybe she buried it somehow but i doubt it like it's just like it seems like it should be streaming because i mean the office is the biggest show in streaming like yeah. it, and to see jan i think that's why she also looks older because you see her as the boss of yeah. michael scott and so when she's she looks pulling the same. yeah she looks exact like not uh, uh, not a, a a bit has changed on her. So the look she's pulling sometimes feel like she's looking at Michael Scott, which yeah. is disconcerting in its own specific way. <laughs> um, also have a give have to give a shout out. I texted Frank about this, but uh, uh, if this movie was being cast now, I almost certainly think the main character of Dean, the boyfriend, would be played by Noah Segan. Uh, from all of our Death Wish episodes, uh, good friend of the pod. Uh, it was just like, once I like decided that there was a look to the guy, that I was like, Noah could definitely pull this. And could just, right. I think, pull that tone that the guy had, too. Oh, yeah. Really well. But it's him also, or Dave Ebert, yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. 
but yeah, there was just something about that. It was just immediately, it was just like, and maybe I'm even thinking of like pandemic hair Noah Segan when his hair was oh, yeah. really well, flowing like, yeah. <laughs> like a lion, just because this guy has a real shuck of hair, like mm-hmm. Dean <laughs> driving around in his Lambo. Uh, you know, another reason I'm sure I love this movie because as a child I was just obsessed with Lambos and Ferraris, like all good oh, yeah. dumb kids. Um, did see one a woman yesterday drive down the street and a like a Lamborghini like hatchbacks hatchback equivalent? Like it was basically okay. like I want a Lambo, but I want a family car too. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was bright red. And, like, had the Lamborghini, like, sign on it, but still was basically just like, hey, I got some kids, but I still want a yeah. Lambo. Really threw me off. I want some off. room in the back. Yeah, exactly. I need for all my groceries. Um, Greg DeBellis did the music for this. Uh, pretty good music. Yeah. Uh, a big part of this, though, too, which is uh, I take umbrage with uh, Ebert uh, with this, but uh, Shabadoo. Did the choreography uh, from Breakin' and and is in it as I don't remember the character's name, uh, but he is acting up a storm. It's Ramon. (laughs) Yes, as Ramon. Ramon playing the member of the dance crew who doesn't trust this teacher. That's like right. he, he doesn't he's trust studying him. on his own. Exactly. Yeah, he's studying on his we own. We realize that later. <laughs> I tell you, if there's one thing you should take away from this movie, we all need a protractor, Frank. We all need to be carrying around protractors at yep. all times. Um, math nerds would be psyched about this movie because there is also a surprising oh, a amount lot of math. math in here. Like, yeah, that pool scene that we'll get to like they spend i was surprised how long that went and i was like oh, yeah. it's really is a lesson so yeah it i will say it's not as much it is a canon thing uh and it's not it's not overwhelming but there are definitely some tone shifts oh yeah in this movie yeah and mostly in that it did there are that all the dance related stuff did feel uh, break in slash break into electric boogaloo style where like it gets right. a little jokier borderline musical. Yes, because it's it's done they're set pieces. Like what I had said that I wanted in the Forbidden Dance. Like I was saying, oh it should be like and it's like, oh wait, that's what we got in this where it would be the the dialogue in between and like the plot was just to kind of be there to kind of be a bridge into these completely separate set pieces, like when they're in the computer, when they're at the computers, and Egghead, I think, is Egghead his is his name. Who I who in the beginning we're first introduced that he's like cream in his jeans. Oh, Toby yeah, Hooper saw watching that party. Were they eating a pickle? It looked like they were like eating a pickle. Oh no! Like Lady and the Tramp in a pickle, basically. <laughs> that that scene was so funny to me. That opening scene because the way everyone is dancing is so violent. They're yeah. jerking around so hard, and there's like a really long shot of Melora Hardin and the boyfriend dancing that I'm like, it looks like they're hurting themselves, and the song is so stupid. Yeah, uh, I loved it because at, at one point the guy tries to sound like Prince. Yes, <laughs> he's going ow ah, and they're like doing these like weird yells, and you're like, oh buddy, and then with the like jerking dance, it could have just been someone on set getting hurt. Because uh, they're true. dancing they, so they violently throughout their neck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is like it's. Uh, 
it but that starts, computer lab scene. The computer lab scene is the wildest. I mean, that 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 beginning scene is like, oh, is this gonna be a little bit more uh, break into cartoonish dancing here or there? Because when you're like, oh, everyone dances in this world. It's like Footloose or like yeah. something. Like because like when the car hops are dancing, who we will find but, out later are part of the dance gang. Which I want to bring something up, Jeff, so I don't forget it. Please. So he, the teacher, Blade, uh, he protests to say, that's about Beverly Hills. How are they supposed to know that? And it's like, well, because they're car hops who have worked in Beverly Hills. We saw it at the beginning of the movie. Right. Wouldn't they know? It's a valid valid argument of standardized tests. Are are uh, are 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 you know depending on economic status are biased depending mm-hmm. on uh, uh, race etc. Like there's many many educational studies. Yes, in this case, eh, like you know they they seem to know like they like they're employees there like you know yeah. they they live in that world as well. Um, it seems to be somehow not as separated. Um, uh yeah, it ends up being a little weird that it's the same people. I guess because it's supposed to establish the slobs versus snobs, yeah. rich versus poor, etc. But it does lead to a, yeah that in in that Billy Madison style, back to school style educational like round the, derby. <laughs> my God, I was like, we're doing this. This is amazing. <laughs> it's shocking. I was like, this is exact again, like just broad strokes of of tropes, and I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> The end feels like a Saturday Night Live movie where you're like, I was Absolutely. listening to, uh, not to get on a tangent, but we do. Have you listened to the Fly in the Wall podcast yet? Dana Carvey uh-uh. and uh, David Spades? Oh, no, I keep forgetting. It's great. I think yeah. it's great. Uh, it's like all of the inside baseball stuff that we love. It's interesting to listen to people like really get into the nitty gritty of it. And it's not like an oral history sort of thing. Um, uh but uh, there was a very funny moment where they were just like talking about Tommy Boy being a real funny movie. And then David Spade was like, yeah, you try to sell that movie? Like, what? You're going to give me, oh, the premise is about two guys selling brake pads? <laughs> and he's just like, that was so dumb. He's like, what is that? That's not a like. It's like it was the movie was me and Farley and how we acted in the office. He's like, I kind of can't believe it was about break pads, but like <laughs> that is the thing. It's like it feels like an SNL movie where like here's the stuff we need. Let's just yeah. shove in a thing to get to the jokes. And yeah, it really was. It was shocking that that's what the superintendent character was agreeing upon. He was <laughs> like, well, <laughs> let's see. I mean, he's our best teacher. Let's Again, make feels it like sketch. Feels like sketch. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, where you're like, oh, do we really need the mayor to come in? You know, <laughs> right. I did half expect the mayor to come in to be like, what you've done with these students is exemplary. He's got a top hat and a monocle, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and it was John I, Ennis it, playing it. That's the crazy right. part. <laughs> Here is the key to the city. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> the wife is like, I'm pregnant again. <laughs> It would also be, if it was candid, it would be, like, weirdly, like, wait, was that racist? The mayor would be like, I now pronounce East L.A. the rest of L.A. And you're like, right. wait, what? <laughs> you are now allowed to join us. <laughs> I don't think I was not allowed to. Wait, what? <laughs> now that these preppy boys have hugged the city kids. 
bad. Yeah, they, they do can all hug live in harmony. And then the son comes back. Daddy, I can see again. <laughs> he doesn't come back at all. We only see that kid at the beginning of the movie, and then it's just like fuck off forever. Yeah. Daddy, why do you have to leave? Because I have to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy has to dance the lambada and teach school, teach arithmetic. I was almost happy but that yeah, th- it ahead. does have that fucking genre plot because, I, look, we all watch movies thinking about ourselves. And I was just like, is this like me and Frank? When oh, we're yeah. like, sorry, our child, we have to leave to go do yuck ups for no one oh. and for no money. <laughs> uh jeff yes i mean even when i mean before the pandemic when i'd have to get a sitter to do a sketch show at ucb oh, my god on a yeah. saturday night you know yep. like i'm like hey daddy's gotta go he's like why do you have to go and yeah. it's like well sorry i you see this uh gym bag full of uh, of wigs they're all ill-fitting shirt. <laughs> yeah yep. this is what daddy does I mean, what we're saying is we're going to be starting the Canon Educational School where we're going to do some sketch yeah. shows that somehow lead into teaching children. <laughs> Let me just say this. That argument they had uh, hit a little too close to the bone. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you knew what you signed up for. <laughs> We've all been there, Blade. We've all, We've all been, been there. there. Blade. Um, you cut right to it, Blade. Cut right to the bone, Blade. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It, it. I. 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 I didn't think about it in these terms, but I'm so glad you said it because it does feel borderline parody sketchy. Like I didn't like. I was just like, oh, it's ridiculous. But I didn't like. Even the fact of like that the blade drives a shit car and that like sexy teach is making a big stink about his shit car. And then like two scenes later, the the principal of the school, who's played by the guy who owns Melville's uh in Cheers, that's why I was like, oh. I, why do I recognize this guy? He would come down and get angry as yeah. a slobs versus snobs. I thought he was the guy in the hotel in Ghostbusters, the Cedric Hotel, where he's like, that's, totally. "That's ridiculous. I won't pay it." But, uh, but speaking of which, uh, yeah. R.I.P. Ivan Reitman. I know. But I uh, actually legitimately, when you were like, "We needed a, you needed an extra half hour before," oh, yeah. it was and I was I like, had to gather you, myself, did for, Frank yeah. need a half hour just to cry about <laughs> Ivan Reitman." I mean, while I'm saying this, I got like teared up looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger's Instagram post about him because it was oh, so yeah. sincere. <laughs> Oh, man. No, dude. I mean, uh, and I will say this, not to spoil anything, but that new Ghostbusters end of that movie, uh, sobbed like a baby. (laughs) Anyway. I wouldn't expect any less Frank from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody said this is corny as uh, all fuck, and why did they do this? And I'm just like, (laughs) fuck you. Don't judge me. (laughs) Why did you do this to me? But, yes. Uh I also love how they they commented on his buns. My God, twice, jeez, got nice buns, baby. Uh, but yeah, that principal uh, makes another comment about his car. Um, <laughs> when so, just there were a couple. Uh, this is why I was also can. Every once in a while, there were some plot things I got a little confused on the way it was being delivered. So that the math teacher got fired from Stonewood. Yeah, 
it's a weirdly snobby school. Everyone's rich, but also the teachers are like cartoons sometimes. Yeah, they're all like, uh, it reminded me of Punchline a little bit, where they have a locker room yes. in the comedy oh, club. I love that like, locker room in the comedy cellar. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they all have these kind of like big personalities of just kind of like hustle and bustle. And yeah, uh, every teacher is like a very distinct right. character that feels a little above. They're like stage actors, basically. Yes, they definitely like. were. They all every teacher was stage actor slumming it slash getting a paycheck. Um, what? So that math teacher who got fired by the principal was it because he was having relations with another teacher? Or was there a reason that I missed? Or was it just a, a opportunity to get Blade offered the job? There was something, but I and I didn't I wasn't sure exactly. No idea. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch why he was getting fired, but it would be funny if there was like a sub kind of like a, a little pattern there that Melora Harden had tried to hit on him. <laughs> but then he was like, let's do it. And then they're like, you're out. That's what, I mean, I think because I had in my mind Melora Hardin and Blade were going to get together, I did have like a, my first, I was like, well, I missed it. I'm not going back. And maybe it was because he boned someone. But there, that would be amazing if it was because of Melora Hardin. <laughs> She's like, you know, in, in uh, some movies where kids are like, uh, they try to get rid of every substitute teacher, you know, they're the ones that like, there's a montage of, how the kids are getting rid of the substitute teacher, or the babysitter, but for this one, it's just her hitting right. on every teacher that they get. Oh, so amazing. Uh, but she, so he gets fired, and then that leads to that Blade is doing really good uh, as a teacher at this snobby school. Um, all the kids love him, uh, and so he's going to get offered uh, the head of the math department, uh, and then a little bump in salary so he could finally not have a shitty car. Um, and you know, we, in this, we also have a, like a bunch of scenes that are like examples of how good he is because again, it's so sketchy. As you said, I'm so shocked. He did not pull the, Hey, you know, who was the first mathematician? Shakespeare or like some like sort of like, uh-huh. I like hip hop. You know, who also loved hip hop? mathematicians Galileo yes it was just like constantly like it was the the moves it was the moves of a tropey cool teacher the way he taught (laughs) but also seemed so bold that he called that guy egghead like and I was like we've all agreed all the teachers are calling him egghead too I know not cool yeah uh again with tone egghead yeah, Egghead, you take over while I'm gone. I'm going to go steal some books to give to Galaxy High, which is totally <laughs> weird that I, at the same, like the next day, without even knowing, I was looking up Galaxy High, that cartoon we probably talked about. Do you remember that Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> oh, no. I, I vaguely remember. It was a cartoon about, like, there was a, a, a high school in space, and they would take, like, the best students from all over, so they all merged together. Like, they all got busted in, basically. <laughs> and they took a super jock and a super nerd and brought them to this alien high school. But then the super jock wasn't that super once he got there. And then the nerd was, like, super cool. And that oh. was, like, what the cartoon was. And I think it was oh. on the same time as Turbo Teen. And what it also wow. led me to go down a weird rabbit hole, because it's a classic Garlock tangent, uh, uh, I, I was, like, 
trying to remember, and I've tried to remember this for years, but there's that band, The Fucking Champs, that I love yeah. a lot. And I oh, I remember, and I don't think this is revisionist history. When I first heard The Champs, I was like, this sounds like the theme song to a Saturday morning cartoon is what this music sounds like. And then I found it. It was CBS's Storytellers. And oh, if you, yes. Yes. The Dude, be- that, that guitar part is so awesome. I used to love that. It's down, awesome. Down, yeah. down, down, down. <laughs> like, it is sound. But Man, it, that opening is one. I think I recently tweeted about that not too long ago because it's one of my favorite. I would always look for because it kind of also, I think it aired back back to back with uh, Land of the Lost. The, I think the, so. Yeah. yeah. But it's man, great because like, it has like yeah. that robot on a dragon and like yeah. But there's like one, I know there's like one bridge that the guitar does that goes like burn out and it just that sounds like a fucking champs transition. And yeah. it took me and a while t- when uh, I f- putting out a fire. They're yes. firefighters. Yeah. When I first heard that, yeah, the fight, the Dalmatian dog. <laughs> when I first <laughs> heard that, the the fucking champs, like I love them so much. But like back in like ninety whatever it was, seven, I was like, I don't think I can take this serious. It sounds like CPS storytellers. Um, uh, fucking champs, listen to them. But, uh, yeah, there's a cartoonishness that uh, weaves in and out of this movie in a weird way. Like the fact that the kid, the snob is on a gigantic cell phone in the class. <laughs> the fact that the kid is called Egghead. And yeah. to jump to another uh, scene that you mentioned already, the the set piece of the they're in the computer lab and it's supposed to be there partly to set up that later the galaxy high will end up using the computer lab to take a practice ged gd yeah but what we first see it as is like egghead has to kind of take over <laughs> And he's just like, no, no, I swear computers can be cool. Look at this. I just programmed this. And he programmed the Apple 2GS that they're working on for the musical notes to turn into a bunch of a dancing uh, like cartoon that then also sets everyone off to do the craziest choreography that has ever happened in this movie. <laughs> I laughed so hard because it just breaks out. Everyone is dancing. Yeah. Everyone is just like, wee! You know what the beauty is, too, of these giant set pieces is, uh, you know, we I, we said at the beginning that, like, this looks better than the Forbidden Dance and that yeah. it feels like they had a little bit more time. Uh, but, and I might be merging a little bit, but in the electric boogaloo, I was reminded of like, they talk about, uh, Lombada and they're just like, no, 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 no. Everyone was exhausted on set and like, and they show exactly that scene with the computers and the last scene of the movie where they're dancing in rain. And they're just like, if you watch them dancing in rain, especially, they all look like they're about to die because it was like yeah. the last shot. They basically shot it in order, like to get it done. Oh and there wasn't room for like uh, more takes, really. Like they were just like, no, we're going to get it. We got to get it. And like push, push, push. And so Everybody's everyone. getting uh, uh, pneumonia. Basically, yes, exactly. So, like, and that's the th- it. I mean, with that though, I'll say, like, when they said that, that it's like it moved so quick, the production. It's wild. I laughed at it, but it's also like a super fun Shabadoo choreography. It looks so much like his dancing style. 
Like, I think that's why it also, the movie sticks out as like feeling, you're like, is this really about Lombada? Because it does feel like breaking, like style dancing. Like, oh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't have much to do with sexiness. I mean, there's nothing sexy about that scene. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I wrote down uh, the Mark Mothersbaugh origin story because uh, <laughs> uh, of the way it sounded and just egghead in general. Um, Trust me, this will turn out great for me. I'll get a flower pot and then ever heard of a little baby called Wes Anderson? <laughs> Gaga goo goo aesthetics. Um, Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Come on, spuds. <laughs> but yeah, it was that scene is just insane. Uh, Wait, what is it? I love when I have a note that I clearly I was moving fast. When she asks about the calendar sounds. Oh, when she asks about the calendar, sounds like they forgot to put the boom mic over her. Oh, yeah. There was a couple of moments where there was like, oh, we're missing coverage here. That's what I think it was. It was just like a reminder of like, oh, this will be fun, especially for Frank, like the audio stuff. Because there are times like... It doesn't even feel like they 80, unless I missed it, they 80 yard in stuff. Like, they, I bet you they didn't have time. It does just seem like there are a couple scenes where it's like, they probably should have done a second shot because the boom operator didn't get the mic over quick enough. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we got it. It's fine. They we treat it like a right. podcast now. They were just like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but we, that's where we also started to get the, uh, please pay attention. I am. sensual (laughs) so i'll say when we meet his family i thought he was an uncle because as you said his wife has is so mayonnaise that i was like well there's no chemistry between the two of them yeah i thought that was going to be kind of what you were talking about with raw deal where like the wife's alcoholic yeah like the marriage is falling apart i thought that's what it was going to be right uh i was excited to see excite bike uh i mean <laughs> that game is fucking dope man uh <laughs> yeah uh but yeah like i was just totally confused by their relationship from the beginning yeah but it felt like room level like delivery too from her mm-hmm. you know like uh that one lady on the ro- in the room where she's like well it's official i have cancer like <laughs> Kind of like very like matter of fact, but then also there's that one part. Dude just loses job. Look, I know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck sure. and have like not much money mm-hmm. uh, in your savings. This is what's happening to me right now. But <laughs> speaking of, go- he joined the Canon Canon Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, literally, he just lost his job. He's at home looking through the paper. And she's like, well, we only have $172 in our bank account or something like that. I, it was something like very low like that. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? What did you do with that money? Did he just lombada it away? <laughs> what the fuck? Right. You have a family, dude. Like, I mean, at, at our worst, we're probably at like uh, a little under a thousand in savings. Right. Jesus right. Christ. Once again, though, Frank, the, the blade, the blade cut doth too quick in these yeah. scenes <laughs> yeah you knew what you were gonna bleed once you touched the blade 
Uh, make sure you get our new Labata shirt that has that logo on it. You knew what you were going to bleed when you touched the blade. <laughs> I, by the way, I wrote down we should have uh, uh, we should just sell Galaxy High t-shirts in oh the Tee Public store. It's beautiful. That, that would be like, yeah. I would love <laughs> for that. No, for two people. <laughs> for two people, exactly. But they would appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. he. Uh, then we fight like Melora's getting sick of Dean. Uh, he brings her yeah. the tiniest scoop of ice cream. <laughs> Which that scene too was like another broad stroke where I'm like, why is he hitting on this this girl getting her number? And it feels so clunky. clunky. And then yes. yeah, you're like, what? Why? What is like I know you're trying to show, but like there's no the way that, that whole scene plays out, you're just like Huh? Yeah. And then she puts the ice cream on his crotch, and it's funny. By the way, I also just realized if we were a podcast that had a billion shirts, one of our catchphrases that we say a fair amount would be, it just feels so dot, 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 clunky. The candy yeah. can. Because <laughs> it's true, though. Like, we both, it was just like, okay, this exists to deliver information. Like, even the setup of that friend going like, chocolate fudge? Oh, my God, you have such control. <laughs> Oh god. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. But that's what like that scene, I think after that scene, that's when I was like, oh, this feels like a new line cinema, early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Late eighties, early nineties, like disorderlies type of Cause it's like feels like, yeah, like modern broad comedy touching upon Greece and West Side story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in it with yeah. that and with that, I think like sometimes that friend's delivery is what would make it it wasn't just the dancing. Like that looked like musical dancing, but sometimes the delivery of some of the lines, especially by that friend, felt oh, like yeah. it was going to lead into a song, like about oh, his yeah. ice cream penis or something. <laughs> um, but no, it just it. But also because it's so clunky that he's hitting on that woman, so that and mind you, I keep saying woman when they're supposed to be like fifteen years old or right. something. Um, but uh, just to set her up to go like. To have, honestly, again, it's not a judgment on the woman. Like, an older, even older-looking woman show up. It looked like uh, the woman who plays uh, a Tamanik's wife, but, like, the way her, like, hair is done up in Anthony and Tamanik in What We Do in the Shadows. Um, <laughs> uh, just because I was like, who is this Jersey girl showing yeah. up? Who's just like, come with us, this new wild dance club, no man's land. And she's the one who's expository. There's so many yeah. expository people in this. Um, <laughs> and she's also with, I can almost guarantee you, uh, if, if Golan had stuck around, the Lowrider brothers would have had their oh, own yeah. movie. Like, it Absolutely. felt like they were setting them up in that one scene to have those two doofs to be, like, a comedic movie. Like, they were oh. going to be the new Barbarians or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they have a moving company or something in, yes. the, in the movie, yeah. Barbarian, yes, the Low Rider Brothers moving company, and they're always dropping shit, and then they oh, find yeah. a, a famous painting, and they, someone throws it out, and they think that, oh, okay, well, this could go over our fireplace, and then it becomes a madcap romp where, like, these fucking international thieves are trying to get the yep. fucking painting. Look, I'm just saying, when Candy comes back, me and Frank are ready to write uh, Moving Co. Starring the Lowrider Bros. <laughs> but that that was like kind of a little after the whole twin craze of the 80s, you know? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Twins! Um, 
I'll say with a um another uh the blade cutteth too too deep when he does leave to go and he's got his leathers on and he's got his shit on. I was oh, like, yeah. is this is what I'm like when I'm going to a metal show when it's like I put my oh, kid yeah, to bed absolutely. and I'm like, all right. I'm going to go watch Dead Guy now, <laughs> like go to a hardcore show. <laughs> you have one dangling earring. Yes, I usually you just, just to have... You look like uh, George Michael in the Freedom video a little bit. George Michael meets Lorenzo Lamas in Renegade. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's on a bike. Uh, uh, he's real badass. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, they... I, as we talked about uh, Valley Club dancing, fair amount of people, smoky, cop car upside down as we oh, yeah. are want to have in a club. You had mentioned the violent dancing in the first scene. I was like, in Heroes, this wrote such violent dancing. Shabadoo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really it's- is. The dancing is like, it's that's the funny part of having Wikipedia come in and yell about how it's the most erotic dance and it was bad because it was too sexual. It's yeah. just like, immediately, you're just like, whoa. I mean... I'm not like, uh, you know, vanilla in the sack, but I don't know if I'd say that's how I get when I'm having sex because it does feel like they are like just like violently slamming into each other. Oh, yeah. That pepper's a little too spicy for you, Jeff. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, I'll take mild. Thank you. I don't need the Nashville uh, hot. Yeah. Okay. Can um, I get a glass of milk with that? <laughs> Oh man, it is fun. Yeah, that just song- reminds me of Black Roses. There's a scene where the the main metal singer is trying to prove he's not a bad guy and he's drinking milk. And I was <laughs> like, is that the reason why? But sorry, go on. <laughs> and then he does a reverse like that commercial. You know the commercial where the kid grows every time he drinks milk. <laughs> yeah. He's like, because one day I'm gonna be. But it goes reverse and he turns into a little kid. And now my name is Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say this is where like it's supposed to be a Lombada song, but it sounds like Paula Abdul. Yes, sounds like Paula Abdul that every once in a while mutters Lombada, <laughs> like it's just to trick us. I mean, the closest thing to it seemingly being Lombada, and again, we are not dance scholars, but everyone's definitely in a thong. Like the camera is so close on butts, yeah, like so close that you are getting a lot. A lot of butt shot in there. Yeah, um, you get a little bit of booty hole. Oh, you get the booty hole. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 we. It was our first line delivered expertly by you. But I love that guy working the door. Oh yeah, uh, the guy from was it Home Improvement? I can't remember. He showed up in like he was a very big character yes. actor who was always like quote unquote the fat guy. Yes, that, you know uh, who delivers a guy. kind of scathing line. Uh, much like he does in this movie. Yeah, there's a billion... He's like one of those guys who definitely is like, in a billion things, what exactly do I know him from? And it'll be like one movie. It'll be like some rando movie where I'm like, he was in the first power or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But But he's awesome. (laughs) He is awesome. I mean, but it's so funny how they give him some heavy lifting there towards the end. Yep. When he's talking to Shabadoo's character and he's just like, don't you know he saw something in you? He, and then, like, it feels like it feels clunky. He, uh, Dennis it Berkeley, clunky. I think, is his name, but it doesn't feel completely earned. Uh, when he, and we're gonna has post the clip that uh, that I quoted at the yes. top. <laughs> God, it is so fucking funny. There's a lot of postable scenes in this fucking movie. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes in, and I'm I'm glad that they. Uh, I'll say this. So the setup of it seems to be. He will go to No Man's Land, uh, 
dance for about two minutes, unless we're doing like forbidden dance style truncated time, and yeah. then start up Galaxy High like right away. Yes. Which I'll say I'm glad about because I was just like, what the hell has he got his teacher satchel for? Like, what is this for? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I get it. He I, has to grind a bit. Also, it's like, I here's, okay, going back to the wife. Please. What is their story? Yeah. How did they meet? Well, because so- Where let, did they meet? And especially if this is his life. Right. Let's give a little backstory. So what we find out, which is also a crazy- the way they deliver, for it being such Wikipedia, like, expository stuff for everything else, the way they deliver information, this is like, you don't completely find out what his deal is until, like, the third act. Yes. And, and which is a odd way for to make us have to live with Blade, because you're also giving enough information that it's not making it necessarily intriguing. You're just kind of confused. And that's how at least I felt when we finally got to his information. So the idea with him is, and correct me at any point if I'm getting this wrong and what I thought was a story. He was born in Mexico or was born to a Mexican family and his parents yes. died? Something like that. And then he got adopted. And he got adopted by the Laird family. By the Laird family and they were a, a white family. Yes, Maybe. he was. Uh, yeah, he was uh, Carlos Gutierrez. Carlos Gutierrez, and then he became. What's his name now? Uh, Peter Laird. So they changed his first name. Or Kevin is, Laird. Sorry, Kevin I was thinking Laird. of the, the guy who uh, created uh, Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yes, he had. A, he became a billionaire after this. It was great. My kid <laughs> loves his work. Um, so he got adopted by. Uh, uh, some progressive couple, uh, who lived in Vermont or something. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm piecing how I think this story, because I also asked because the first time he gives us half of his information, I thought that his dad remarried or something because it's just the way he delivers yeah. it is confusing, right? Yeah, I thought that too. And well, it almost feels yeah. like they changed the story halfway through the script. They probably did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I kind of wanted to watch it again because there were like little details like that. But I mean, I know I'm pretty white passing, but dude, this guy is insanely white passing, <laughs> right? And especially when, so like, I mean, I think that's the weird part. So the 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 parent his his the Laird parents changed his first name as well. To yeah. make him super white passing is the concept. Yeah, because not Carlos. It's got to be Kevin. Except, but so so that's part of the story. But then, still, he ended up in an East LA street gang because, yes. and even that, yes. I'm I'm asking with a question because he doesn't completely say it ever. And there's one shot of his stick and poke tattoo. That isn't clear enough that it's saying he was in a gang, but I think yeah. it's supposed to imply that he was in a gang and maybe yes. in the gang that some of the students from Galaxy High are in, but maybe they, not. <laughs> I don't, th oh, yeah, because then. Uh, because the tattoo, it, as far as I remember, is just like a cross. Yeah. Nothing much. But it's supposed to, I think the. I think he was adopted when he was a teenager, though. Oh. I think that was the thing. It's like, are he, he got into the gang pretty young, and I think his parents passed away or they got killed or whatever, and then he was adopted, but that's how he was able to 
get the education he needed to because then... they were progressive fucking nerds and they loved math <laughs> right and they were like hey man did you know who the first rapper was <laughs> pythagoras <laughs> or something <laughs> But yeah, so like, I mean, again, it truly is like the way they deliver information for his story is so canon because they're trying to tackle racism, kind of, mm-hmm. not as heavy handed or on as uncomfortable as they do in Forbidden Dance, but in in and also because I think of the tropes of the movie styles they're using. It does feel a little bit more slobs versus snobs, rich versus yeah. poor. Like this could or turn. What they would say, or what uh, some when we play football teams uh, from like the more richer parts, mm-hmm. uh, you would always see signs that say "trash versus class." Trash versus class, yeah. right? Really yes. cool. And they de- oh, I forget because they deliver Plano, it through- Texas. Yeah, they deliver it through the information of the sun. Which is confusing, like, and it's like the only time the sun exists is to explore racism. <laughs> yeah, because then it was also at that point, it's like, wait, has Blade not taught his son any parts of his culture? At that point, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. It seems yeah. like he's hidden it, and that his and so and so in all of this, going back to your original question too. And they don't need, I guess they just assume that he, like, yeah, where did he meet his totally boring wife? <laughs> and I can't, and I can't make it out at the end because the rain is so heavy. I can't make so out heavy. who's dancing with who. Right. And I'm like, huh? And I thought I saw her, like him doing like the lombata, like with her legs around his waist and like flopping around like the showgirls pool scene. Right. I thought I saw her doing that. And I was like, oh, did. Was she, she a dancer? Dance right. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then like, I I don't know, get a sitter. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, go out with them. Yeah. Uh, like, it's it's nice doing? to like, find hobbies that you can share with your significant other. But it's like, it would be different. Like, Jeff, it's like, I know it's just dancing. It's just dancing. It's just right? dancing. It's just dancing. But at the same time, I would be a little uncomfortable being like, oh, the dance where you like simulate sex and you rub up against another person's genital genitals you know, i'd be again. very uncomfortable i am i am i am not that type of progressive i am just like no i wouldn't want like i'd be so bummed like because yeah. I, and because also especially because you say it's just dancing like i don't dance like and and i i apologize to my wife always that i'm the one who it's oh, like yeah. if we're at a wedding i'm just like you know i'm not going up there yeah, right I'm not gonna do it, i have yeah. no interest <laughs> i don't like fun dancing i have no interest in dancing but yeah i mean because like that woman he's grinding on, not even counting Melora Hardin, the woman he's grinding on before he teaches his first Galaxy yeah. High class, he's really going to town on her. He's going like, for he's it. He's like borderline going straight to third on her. Like, like uh-huh. it is just like really up to. Also, I'll say, I, I, this is not, uh, they're legitimately it's just one shot 
where she's making a face where she looks like Jerry Blank from Strangers with Candy. <laughs> yeah. Because she's doing the sexy face, but the way her teeth go, she's like... Yeah. <laughs> mm. Which she, which she also did, uh, Amy Sedaris, speaking of, she was in the book of Boba Fett. Uh-huh. And she plays this great character, but uh, she talks about dating a Jawa. Right. And that they were hairy, and she makes the Jerry Blank face. It's so funny. <laughs> Might have to watch for that. Jesus Christ. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, and she's on The Mandalorian and uh, Book of Boba Fett. And it's and, uh, Dave Pesquese, too, is in it. Oh, he is? And I don't think I do that. There's a point where they're both together. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. That's a dream. <laughs> That's yeah. for the comedy nerds right there. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what was going on with that satchel. I will say, because I forgot about it, I was actually kind of psyched we found out it was Stan Deliver because, like, my first guy, oh, yeah. I wasn't even, in my mind, I was like, does he have a manuscript about his life as a hidden Lombada dancer? Like, it's just because we live in L.A. I'm just used to everyone's got a script about their bullshit. Um, uh, uh, and, yeah, like, I, I <laughs> it's just, it's a wild it's a wild transition. It's just a wild transition oh, to yeah. make you realize that this is what this movie is going to be about. Uh, and that's when his voice changes, too. Mm-hmm. To be like, hey, what's going on? All right, so, like, somebody tell me what the angle of the right, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're like, <laughs> right. what? So he's, like, putting on a voice, like he's code switching? I don't... Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so he dances. She sees him. She's like, oh, my God, I'm horny for this fucking guy. Like, I'm going to be a fucking gross student now, and everything's going to be Ugh. fucking horny in our class. Oh, like, insanely horny. Is- and where she has, like, the, that's where the, that fantasy she has with a, like, Sade type of song uh-huh. feels like like one of those uh, Playboy home video, yes. you know, like, it literally, like, feels like one of those scenes where, like, uh, w- like one of them's at a diner and she sees a guy fixing a car and then she like fantasizes yes. about hooking up with a guy or something. Hundred percent, thousand percent. Um, yeah. So then we get the we get the kid getting explained racism and the concept <laughs> of it. Um, uh, I wrote down and we do kind of in some ways. I was like, man, I would love if they never came back to that again. Like I was like picturing it being canon. And just being like, here's this complicated speech to my son about racism. And oh, then yeah. we never mention racism ever <laughs> again. Yeah. We just got to kind of throw it in. <laughs> We're done. But it's like, then again, it's, well, you know what you're getting when you bought the package. Like, it's mm-hmm. frustrating. Uh, too close to home. <laughs> um, and uh, so he's 32 years old trying to prove you're still 18. I just wrote, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not we wrong. Yeah. I'm like, she's not wrong. We're all trying to figure out our Peter Pan lives mm-hmm. <laughs> and how we should. Speaking of the canon canon, check it out. <laughs> but, um, but I wrote, like, I mean, for, and again, speaks close to home in my mind and yours because we know it's also truthful. I was like, she's not wrong. You are a dad. No. Like, yeah, you might have to figure some shit out. I know you want to help these kids. I know you had this lifestyle and you, you got adopted and whatever it is. But like your kid wants you around. So you might have to At figure out some like, compromise. It feels like he goes out like every night, every night. And it, it's like 
guy, you know, like at least once a night, like or once a week, you know, like a Saturday night. Right. Right. Maybe like every other Sunday. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's like they're getting rid, but you're going to be still tired. Get that work done. I mean, he's, he's got to be exhausted. I mean, that's the other Every part. Night. Like, I mean, like at this point, I ain't doing shit, man. If I got to do one thing, people tell me about things they're doing. I'm just like, Ugh, I fell asleep yeah. watching a movie at like 930. Get out of my face. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, I look, I, we don't know why they're together, but uh, I think he's got to figure some shit out on his end. Um, uh I do love oh when you're going fishing you need to have the right bait. Because <laughs> Melora's got a real, real mom sexy outfit on. Like just oh, yeah. so many sparkles. Like mm-hmm. so much bedazzling on it. Uh uh hair could not look more like she's going to Ann Taylor Loft or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's yelling about promising them a chance. Uh uh so again, going Oh, so two things. One, once we establish that he's a teacher, yeah. once we establish she's a student, once we establish they're all his students, not cool to be touching any of them. No. I don't care if it's Lombada. Like, no. it just... It, yeah, it's not appropriate. That's it. That's it. It's done. I don't know what to tell you. Even more inappropriate when... I swear that song that was playing over this d- whole dance section, they're saying the word salsa the whole time instead of Lombada. <laughs> so it's like the same thing. Which was a movie that they also made. It's like maybe yeah. they were thinking they were going to cross promote. They were just going <laughs> to yeah. like let everyone know. Um, uh, but yeah, he can't say no to dances. You want to dance? Let's dance. They're just kind of talking about it nonstop. That's it's one of those things where it's like kind of going back to the wife, like him trying to explain to the wife what happened. Mm hmm. And being like, I told her no. I told her no. This can't happen. Please get away. But then you know, eventually, she was just so persistent that I was like, "Fine, get on my leg." I didn't tell what her to put her hand do? down my pants. I didn't ask for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't want her hand touching my actual penis. She touched <laughs> your penis. Yeah, I. She did it, not me. She did it. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It's like you're not listening. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> Can you let me finish? Can you let me finish? <laughs> yeah. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> anyway, so she's riding me on the motorcycle. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. Okay, you're not going to Galaxy High out. anymore. <laughs> just chill out. She was just running her fingers through my hair, <laughs> uh, rubbing uh, her hands through my torso into my lap. It's fine. What she? God, I, I'm here, aren't I? I didn't tell her to put her hand into my shirt and rub my nipple. She was getting a bandana to put around me. What? <laughs> and the little kid comes out. Is like, what are we talking about? God, your mom's being a pain in my ass over here. <laughs> right. She just doesn't understand. <laughs> tell your mom it's cool that she rubbed my temples for 20 minutes. What are you not getting? <laughs> What are you not understanding? <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got so much sexual innuendo and then not innuendo, just wendo. <laughs> just, she's just yeah, like, window. math class is over. Then comes biology. Then if you're lucky, 
anatomy. Like the wording actually yeah. gets less erotic, I will say. <laughs> yeah. And then it's lunchtime where you go into the cafeteria. Oh, but did you bring a sack lunch or are you going to buy lunch? Hope you brought your money. Uh-oh, you're a little short. Guess you'll have to put that square pizza back. <laughs> Lunch lady's got no struggle enough for you. See you in study hall. <laughs> so <Fart. laughs> he's going back to Wonder Bread Land. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they were telling. Because the boyfriend goes there. Or right, yeah. Because he goes there to check it out to see right. what's going on. Right, and that's when they tell him to go back to Wonder Bread. Oh Land. yes, and he tells them. Yeah, yes. And I think is that where he tells him to watch his car. The boyfriends, yes. and then that yes, yes. Oh my gives them five dollars yeah, to the to the to the guys outside of no man's land, um, <laughs> and uh, they spray paint. Uh, got our eyes on your car, or whatever it says. Yeah. So it is around here again. We get confused because like Shabadoo's character is like yells out, "Oh, because you're a homie." Yeah, he goes. That's cool. what, that scene was so funny. No, because he questions him and then he sees the tattoo and he goes i don't believe it man you're a homie (laughs) and it's so also at that time too i wrote down um that our main guy uh looks like his face looks like the team america the lead team america guy's face yes it does because he's kind of got like two blue kind of dead eyes sometimes like he looks like he could be a marionette puppet uh Yeah. yeah i mean also, a valid question for it being canon. Do they think the name of the gang is the homies, or is he just using the vernacular homie? Who knows? Because we're not told. We just kind of move on past that. Do you uh, remember in those like egg machines at Walmart uh, for a while, homies. the big things were like homies. Yeah, the little homies. Yeah. They sold those at the Key Food in Greenpoint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those things were always sold out. I was amazed how many homies people were buying. <laughs> um, it was big in my family. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, I, I think it was big around is why I'm saying. Because I was like, yeah. there was a period where I think like I would see e- like eBay listings. Oh, yeah. For like people trying to collect homies mm-hmm. <laughs> at a real beanie baby situation. <laughs> uh, I love that that guy had a mustache rides 25 cent shirt on. Right. Uh, and like it was so crazily airbrushed, but I was like, I would be into having that. I would never wear it anywhere, but I'd like to have it. <laughs> just have it for recording. Yes. Uh, going back to that motorcycle ride, like right. legitimately. I wrote this down, but like, even if my wife was touching me on a bike while we're driving like that, I would be like, can we please stop? Like, just, I'm good. <laughs> yes, like, I, I, I need a focus. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to crash. I'm not very comfortable on this. Stop. Y- your skirt's flying up. Just <laughs> yeah. do something about it. I see the thong. I see the thong. It's driving me nuts. All right. Okay. Get out of <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> so then, uh, Shabadoo's character is upset. He doesn't trust him, especially now that he finds out that he's a homie. So then he tricks him, basically. He's like, all right. By the way, also, all these lessons are like five minutes long. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way they're learning anything. Because they also seem to learn everything. Like, this is also where I realized that I believe that Asian woman who has the sideways baseball cap... Oh, bookworm is bookworm. Yes, they yeah, all as have. A kid, I had a I had a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
totally understandable phantom yeah. tingles <laughs> um but so yeah he's basically like oh you don't like math i'll show you what the real math is and then mm. it's a long complicated rectangular coordinate system where he's measuring the angles reminded me of the mr show sketch of van hammersley trying right, to yeah. teach sketch <laughs> Here comes Batman the horse. Yes, because I'm pretty sure there might be a light. He goes, and that's the quadratic equation. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, because he does. He just says like a rectangular, uh, what was rectangular it? Rectangular coordinate here. system, because then that's a joke later during right. the- Rectangular coordinate system. Right. During the the Billy Madison style of oh educational bowl-off where he pronounces it wrong and all the rich snobs who well, also- oh no way they know all the stuff in this no, fucking shit. they're jocks. <laughs> yeah. They're jocks. And also, they're not, like, even if you were like, oh, he was a good teacher, he taught the jocks even, half of those guys we have never seen before. There's one guy who walks out in that fucking educational bowl, and I was like, he has not been in this movie. I don't know who he's supposed to be. We're supposed to be aware of who his face is, but I have not <laughs> seen him at all. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we have a very long Van Hammersley uh, sketch where he teaches us. That's a quadratic <laughs> equation. <laughs> um, that one girl's um, delivery, too, she goes, it's 30 inches. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the acting choices of the quote-unquote inner city school galaxy high members leans towards be a real dolt when you're supposed to be learning things. But because the oh, yeah. tone of this movie shifts back and forth, it just, those parts feel so cartoonish and feel extra. Like, so that line feels so like ham fist in how it's delivered. Uh, yeah. Combined with, I don't know if he had a name and I worry that in this movie, they would have just called him stutter, but that that one guy has that, a speech yeah. impediment. That kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's it's a like, it's, it's a bummer because I thought that he was delivering a line like some of that like that woman you just said, like 30 inches. And I was like, oh, he's just taking some space. He's just yeah. like they they're moving quick. They've only had one take, he delivered it off. And then I was like, oh, you made that a character choice. Yeah, they they wanted you to feel again, broad strokes of tropes where you have the one like quote-unquote special kid right. uh, but they don't want to bum you out too much right so <laughs> they like kind of just have him like i don't know stutter and he's small right. oh peewee is probably his name let me see if uh if, if they, they gave him a name down here uh ricochet no no can't be maybe uh who would be ricochet queen? though if it isn't they're all based off of some like cartoonish trait they have Says Jimmy Locust. Uh, why? Why would it go to the Wikipedia page that doesn't have any? <laughs> Perfect. I was shocked that he was taking their money because he took the bet. But then, and I was like, still like, you use their money, and they clearly all need money. Like it. That is him. Oh, it is. Uh, he's also Ricochet? in Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Coming to America and oh. Purple People Eater. Well, that is crazy. But he used that money later to get them Galaxy High shirts that they're all psyched yes. about. Also crazy that, uh, you know, 
we said that it's crazy that these lessons are so short, but especially now that we know his wife is so pissed about this, I was like, what a short class. You almost ruined your marriage tonight for that one. Like, right. to go out and teach them for, like, five minutes and basically, like, steal their money at the beginning. <laughs> well, Jeff, it's just like how we're like, well, we have to record for two hours, but we ended up recording three because we're talking about our lives before. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, to go back again to the wife and the back and forth, it makes it extra weird that he gets horny to bone his wife. After Melora Hardin has boned him up, like, and is like yep. fucking giving him like a hard on on a motorcycle. Like, she got him all worked up, and now he's got it right there. Like, a, the can you imagine, deposit. like, after, yeah, she, he's he's in the spank, she's in the spank bank, and then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna make a deposit. And then, like, if they after were, if she was like, where did this come from, Blade? It's like, well, funny story. Yeah, I was. My student my- <laughs> was rubbing up on me on a motorcycle. I basically got a handy on my motorcycle coming back from teaching these these students who you didn't want me to go teach tonight because it's it's taking away time from my son. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, luckily the, it's fine because we can just move on. Like we said, that computer scene and egghead, uh, <laughs> and find out that computers are only as boring as the people who use them. Burn. Egghead's oh. like, check out this. I made a fucking dancing line man. Uh, and yeah, uh, it also is amazing that I guess it's just another trope thing. The superintendent shows up. The superintendent <laughs> is the guy. I He's another character actor who's been a billion things. I mostly know him as the guy who runs the hair club in Seinfeld when George is getting a wig. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and he's got a crazy-looking fake wig on his head. Um, uh, uh, he also looks like Michael Berryman, kind of like just yeah. there's something to his head and face. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at his film credits because yeah, all the President's Men. He's uh, totally guy in everything. Hail Caesar! Oh, wow. yeah, totally makes sense. The artist. Oh, I bet you in Hail Caesar, he's in the Communist Group. Right? Oh, right. That would totally <laughs> right, make right. sense, right? I really like that movie. I do, too. I think it's great. Uh, 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 what's his name is great in it? Uh, from uh, uh, Slums of Beverly Hills and Numbers. Um, ugh, blank on his name. I taught him in UCB sketch. Either way. Doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah, he took a class of mine. He was a very nice guy. Really? Crumholtz? Uh, oh, yeah, Crumholtz. David yeah. Crumholtz. Yeah. He took a wow. UCB sketch class. He was a very nice oh, wow. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to take, t- I remember he was supposed to take 201, and I was like, there's no way he's going to take my 201. And yeah. then I was like, he was missing on the first day, and I was like, oh, he was at the release of Sausage Party. Like, he yeah. doesn't need to be in this class. <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> it's like when Beanie Feldstein was my student in 401 oh, improv, really? <laughs> and she said, hey, I can't finish the class. And I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, I have to go out to LA to film something. I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, You're good. And then I realized I talked shit about Jonah Hill and didn't realize it was Oopsie her brother. Oopsie Daisy. But she was nice. Yes. <laughs> um, but she still couldn't finish the class. Look, we had a two absent policy. We were sticklers with the like, policy like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> sorry, you have to get kicked out of the class and you can't go into advanced study. I apologize for everything I did. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, of course, though, because of trope-wise, Blade is the only class with improved test scores. 
just because. Mm-hmm. I guess he's just that fucking good. Because he's that good, Jeff. He is knows. just goddamn that good. Uh, my wife would approve. He's got play-based attention. teaching. Uh, I love that. <laughs> he has fun with it. Um, oh, yeah. I lo- Again, my notes, I love what it, because I'm like, did this happen? Teach what they know. Gucci. What does that mean? Did they talk about Gucci? I guess so. Like, they used it in terms of like, oh, right. Your purse can hold this much right. or whatever. Yeah. And then he brought out a protractor again. Um, uh-huh. get, let's touch and go too far again. I think that's the thing is like, fool him once with a quick handy on a motorcycle. You know, shame on them a little bit, but still shame on him. Fool him like four times. Yeah, where Malora no, is like one. rubbing yeah, again. You got to cut it off at the beginning. She's in the car. You're talking about the car scene? Yes. Yeah, where she's like down there and she's like basically she's like touching like, him, like jerking him off. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. But it is around here, though, too, where I was just like, the difference between this and Breakin is that Breakin is still about breakdancing, ultimately. Oh, yeah. This is not about the Lombada. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, Lombada is just kind of like a, it happens to be there. Right. It happens to be the dance they do, because it could be any dance. Right. Yes. Any dance, literally. The only reason we know it is even Lombada is the title, and that almost every song again just goes Lombada, even though it's a different style of song. I feel like this story that he had was another movie he was trying to make. Yeah. And then the documentary guy who wrote the screenplay was like, well, I have actually done, maybe, I don't know, I didn't look, but like maybe he's actually done a, a documentary about dancing or right. Lombada. Right. And then was like, here, I'll just put in what we know. And they really just like mashed it together. <laughs> right. You know how like it's sometimes a- they'll be like... um, It'll be like an action script, but they turn it into a comedy, yep. or you find out that a superhero movie was actually a draft of something else. Exactly. You know? like, it totally feels like that because it does it it's a little too clunky. And it's and, yeah. and it mostly just because if it's supposed to be about something specific, it doesn't have enough of that specificity. And because Shabadoo choreographed it, it feels closer to break in dancing. And his yeah. style of dancing in there. Um, Absolutely. What song would you play if you? What song would be played if you were able to snap your fingers like Shabadoo does, and they put on that one record for him? Oh, uh, damn! It'd probably be something by Prince. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has to be a dance song. It'd have to be like a a nice bop instead of something being like really like. Oh, I'm not gonna play slow dive here. Sure. <laughs> Uh, no, I do. I do. I started a joke by the Bee Gees. I really want everyone to just nice. <laughs> I'd pick a Portishead's cover of SOS by ABBA and make everyone <laughs> want to destroy their lives <laughs> like yeah. it's the movie High Rise. Um, uh, but yeah, so Big Al or whatever his name is gets a bus for him that's painted in Galaxy High spray paint for Check it out, I got your bus for <laughs> Galaxy High. And so he's they go on a, screaming. They go on a he's field like, trip. Why is always as loud? And he's hey, you're a devil sound. Um, girl, so, make some of your life. It's <laughs> awesome, man. So they go on a field trip to his school so they can use the computers. Yeah, I will say again, I'm on his wife's side. He's just really playing with fire. There's like helping out, and then there's yeah. like really kind of fucking around you're fucking with tenure you're fucking with your job but jeff he's a good man he's a good man 
He's a good man, Jeff. God damn it, Leonard, he's a good man. Um, care. Uh, it's worth it. <laughs> but so yeah, there's just like a lot of fucking back and forth. Um, who's na- someone's name was OJ? I wrote. OJ? I don't know. Someone at some point, I swore they said that person's name was OJ. And I was like, uh oh. Um, <laughs> uh, we're at, oh, so here's the other part. We're at in like an hour and 12 minutes in this movie. I was, again, liked it, enjoyed watching it, thought it was going to wrap up in like 10 minutes after this exact point where I wrote this down. But it is shocking that it's an hour 44. And I think that's how long forbidden dance was too it yeah. feels like they were almost the same runtime competing uh uh but yeah it was just like around there it felt like we were getting close to he was gonna be caught and then we're gonna need to have some redemptive thing i know th- that they, they yeah they, but it's not they draw it out they really draw, they it, draw out. it out and weirdly or- draw it out and again going to your argument that i think it, it definitely was like two ideas jammed together you think it's gonna lead to a a a dance solution like right. that somehow the lombada is gonna solve we'll the yeah save galaxy no. high no because yeah instead it's like we've got we have west side story meets the outsiders there's a fucking yep. fight between the socias like it, but that's a funny scene jeff because that music too it's like that like uh industrial setting right. on the on the keyboard where that bass is like right and then they're like uh they do that thing where they look at each other they're like ah you <laughs> yeah. <know>, like, <laughs> it's so goofy and then also again, again, it's the wife. The what they wrote this wife to be like. I wrote that I got whiplash from this wife getting hot and cold every two seconds. Oh yeah, because that's we get into the like, you're the best, but we need money. Got hundred fourteen yeah, bucks but in the bank. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you're a good man, but unfortunately, that doesn't pay the bills. We only have thirty five cents in our savings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, what did you do with that money? And but then he's like, when he, he follows up with the Barrio speech, and you're just like, okay, oh what is God. this back and forth here? I can't yeah. believe they're twenty four minutes left. Well, well, because well, let's talk about the scene where. So, what did Shaba do? Tell Melora Hardin in the weird whisper. <laughs> and the whisper, I I thought he was like, oh, he's with another girl or a student, right? And I thought that's why it's like, but, but what did he expect to happen when she went there? That she would be like, oh, he's teaching these gross kids. Yeah, or get out of here. Or but he then turned he, at that point. He. Oh, wait, no, that did. was before he did. Yeah. So. That was before he did because he he realized um, that that other guy was going because the boyfriend because then he, he tips off the boyfriend, too. Right. And he knows that the boyfriend's going there and he's like, why you do that? And he's like, he sees potential in you. Why do you think he pushed you so hard? And then he right because telling Melora only got her to get like more into him, more. like just be exactly. like, oh, she he's looked a great at it. Guy. And she's like, I, I don't think she was more. I mean, she was very horny for that because she's like, wow, he's even more amazing. But then you could tell by her face, she was like, oh, I fucked up. Maybe he whispered, you know, he's married to like total mayonnaise. Just letting right, you know. Yeah. Also go to the you school, so then you can be really confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because then she shows up, and then because <laughs> it's also very cliche, very very broad strokes. Because he's like, "And where do we build that bridge? 
to the moon. <laughs> and it's very like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> he opened up Galaxy High and he made it the place to be. <laughs> and it, they they had like, it's a very inspiring scene where everybody's excited and and. They have, of course, they have the kid with the stutter deliver the line Ugh, too to make God. it even more impactful. Way to go, Pee Wee! <laughs> yeah, you did it. So, what does make Shabadoo's character study in the dark, like he's masturbating in the corner? <laughs> I think he, I think he's jealous that the other kids or the other people are going to have a chance to get their GED, and he wants it too, but he doesn't want to cop up to, you know, like be part of yeah. the jazz that is, you know, uh Mr. Laird yeah. Blades teaching and he but he does want to have a life. He wants to have a life outside of this. He doesn't he can't be dancing Lombada forever. That is true. That is true. Unlike the what is, unlike the said, kid uh, in the Forbidden Dance who thinks he can just dance the Lombada forever as a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least he realizes Yeah, like, yeah smarter than that this. fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. But remember, you're not the brightest candle on the cake. He's got a lot of good lines. I gotta say. Oh yeah, this guy's in your reel now, man. This new character. Oh man, dude. I I mean that scene. I'm gonna watch it yeah. a million times. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is where I was like, legitimately, like multiple times. I have in my notes. How is this not gonna end in a dance? How is this not gonna be solved by a dance? This is gonna be an education contest, like a super quiz with the same kids, but let them duke it out with their brains. <laughs> like, it's just insane. It's insane that it's insane. Also that like, it's so cartoony that the superintendent's like, great idea. I love it. I'm all over yeah. this. Let's Why do not? this. I'm a messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> yeah. So we got the messy bitch who loves drama. who's just sitting there Watching as the guy from Melville's is trying to sabotage Galaxy High nonstop. I think he doesn't like the principal, and that's why he's doing it. I think he's like okay. do, doing a little shit stuff. I give that. Be, well, one, because uh, the teacher actually has results, and they need results, yes. right? Yes. It's a whole thing about superintendents. They need uh, you know, their All they care about, well. the bottom line, buddy. Superintendents only, only care about care the about fucking that. bottom line. But then he also hates the principal, so he's just twisting the knife a little bit, I think. Yep, exactly. I was psyched that I knew at least, I think that's what they realized, which is maybe at least a smart move, is that if they were going to stand to this basically like Billy Madison ending, they needed to show the DJ showing up and setting up the PAs just to oh, be yeah. like, don't worry, we're going to dance. Like We're going to get to it. That's why we're going to show you them setting it up 10 minutes before they actually see exactly. the scene. Exactly. <laughs> Way before. Like, okay. Um, I thought, well, that's what I thought... Because when they showed that that early that they were setting up, I thought, oh, when Shabadoo gets uh, stuck on the question, they're going to start playing music. And he goes, actually, let me tell you in song and dance. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was going to, like, explain. When the, you're playing in pool, you need a rectangle. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. The rectangle coborganic blistum. Oh, he said it wrong. <laughs> um. I, 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 there, that redhead's thick mullet is insane. Uh, that guy <laughs> shows up out of nowhere. Um, I would say the scene that popped out to me as you know how it is when we watch these movies and you're like, oh, I vaguely remember this, and then some parts feel just so ingrained in your soul. And the scene, the little bit of that woman being like, you got the question wrong, 
because he read the question. I was like, Dad, I know all this. I've definitely watched this a billion times. Like sticking it to the uppity principle by pointing out. hell yeah. It's great. Speaking of which, where did that hot brainy woman come from that all of a sudden like it's a like a boxing match who's doing the scorekeeping yeah i know she comes out like from a zz top video <laughs> just all bam, of a sudden bam, out of nowhere it's like oh that's, bam, bam, that's a librarian i guess i don't know <laughs> all of a sudden you hear the toms from the beginning for half for teacher yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, Wait, okay. I don't I'm, feel I'm tardy. Whoa! <laughs> I got it made. Got it made. I stand behind. That might be the funniest, but also most inappropriate line in like any song in rock history. Is is Diamond Dave going? I don't feel tardy. <laughs> yep. <I laughs> but know. it's just because it is follow. It's like just the commitment to that ridiculous bad joke is so good. What a. <laughs> just ridiculous i for a while i was listening to his podcast and it's very hard to um it's like um james's uh uh, uh impression of um trump now on snl yeah that's basically the david lee ross podcast where he'll talk about something and he's always like and that's when i found out that i was eating pudding <laughs> and then you're like what and now he's going on to something else that <laughs> And you're like, this has nothing to do with uh, that. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big, you know, uh, Roth, Van Halen oh, the best. era fan. So good. Yeah. I mean, even some of Hagar. Yes. But never Sharon. Never Sharon. <laughs> you're in the never Sh- Hashtag never Sharon. All right. That's the main yeah, thing we want. Never Sharoner. <laughs> Not my Sharoner. <laughs> that ain't my Sharoner. Oh, man. Let's go, Sharon. <laughs> oh, but sorry to to, to backtrack yeah, 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 a little bit to that fight scene. Um, uh, did, was I looking at it wrong? But did somebody have a small chainsaw? <laughs> it looked like one of the preppy guys had a small chainsaw. I did not see that, but please go back and look and see if you could find where you thought the chainsaw I was. Have to. I was like, what? I was like kind of scared for those kids because I was like, oh no. Just like, I mean, whoa, but the goofy... somebody took it up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, he didn't charge it though. He just had it just to kind of throw at them. Yeah. Um, I want to. S- yeah, what were you going to say? Go, go on. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guarantee you the superintendent would not know that the principal got the question wrong. I'm just like, you don't get up to administration and understand this shit. Like, that's not how administration yeah. school works. <laughs> um, I will also say, I think uh, I think Blade was cheating. I think pulling out that pool ball to yeah. remind Ramon about the rectangular coordinate system, not cool. Like let him come well, up with he it had as to own. even the playing field. Yeah. Jeff. It was obvious that the principal was had his thumb on the scale and that he allowed for him to say to for one of the preps to say to one of their guys, uh, the Galaxy High people, your shoe is untied. And then goes, Huh? <laughs> and he asked the question and he was so enamored by the the, the question <laughs> of your or I, you know, the statement your shoes are untied that he completely missed his chance to answer the question because he didn't even hear it. I'm glad that you told me about that because that was a part that I should have gone back, but I missed it. 
And I was like, what did I, what dumb thing just happened here that they earned a point off of that? He said, your shoes are untied. And he goes, huh? And he asked the question, missed it during that minute. And he goes, hey, that's not fair. That's what startup, man. That is a dumb move. That is ridiculous. You're right. Then I take it back. He needed to even the playing field there. Got to bring out that pool ball. He needed to. Well, he luckily he had the superintendent Leland uh, on his side yep. to be like, you better count it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, luckily they did because, look, Ramon saved the day. He understood, they won the, the, super he understood quiz. the Rec Blangler Bogorgon at Blist. <laughs> However, he crazily <laughs> mispronounced it to overemphasize that he's going to mispronounce it. And then did Blade give a speech about how like we're all the same or something there? Yes. yes. He fixed relations and racism in one fail awesome. uh, swoop talking. And it only worked because he talked about, he revealed who he really was. Yeah. He revealed his history. He said, this is who I am. And I've always had a tro- had trouble uh, bringing the two worlds together. But how about we don't do that anymore? Yeah. And we come together. Let's unify right now, Let's over me. Unify through blades, math, and lambada. Like, why wouldn't Let's we? Let's come together right now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. In <laughs> <And> sweet harmony. <laughs> and then uh, it ends with Let's Party. And and then it's a and it's raining. It's raining so hard. Everyone's wet. No, thank you. Is what I always say to wet in clothes. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, according to again, electric boogaloo. Everyone looks so tired. <laughs> and then they're gonna set the night on fire. Lombarda is the song. Uh, and I too am no Puritan, but this is not appropriate for school property. We're on school property, people. I don't care if you just solved racism. <laughs> like you still can't f- basically. Uh, touch each other's butts and show off your thongs on school property. You're all minors. What are you doing? This is school property. Leave enough room for Jesus. But you know what? It didn't matter because we got the most fun part of this ending is that we got the summary of what happened to everyone from Galaxy High. We got little That's right. They all got mid-level jobs (laughs) as cogs in the machines. Exactly. They all got to be ground down in the fucking uncaring teeth of capitalism, just like the rest of us. Ramon, they all got that opportunity. Ramon gets to be an executive, um, Uh uh, hopefully at a company that is uh, pushing forward uh, climate-destroying chemicals. Um, uh, This is what we hope. Uh, He actually works for... um Oh, what's the company in uh, Forbidden Dance that they're? Oh, he works t- for the, He works for the basically the deforestation company. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Love oh, it. Oh man, what a crossover that would be! Oh god, that'd be a dream. Uh, Bookworm has become a computer engineer. Um, mm-hmm. She's designing Skynet, uh, and that will eventually <laughs> yeah. destroy us. Um, one of them, I think it's the one who says that question was wrong, becomes a fashion designer. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, she, uh, she's the person who, uh, created fast fashion, uh, which is all the, uh, you know, clothes we buy at H and M that fill our landfills, uh, eventually, uh, and are destroying earth. Um, yes. I was loving, I was hoping that one of them was just, didn't make it. <laughs> like they just showed oh, one yeah. of them in an alley and it was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, one of them, oh, the guy who's like. 
uh, I thought would have been called Ricochet, but isn't, uh, just becomes a scientist. Um, I think he's uh, creating GMOs. Uh, yes. Uh, and also, I pictured when he signs that board, he just says, signed a scientist. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have a name. Uh, one of them... <laughs> honestly my first thought the way they framed it was she became a secretary <laughs> like yeah but i think she was supposed to be a stock analyst or oh, a banker okay yeah yeah that one was unclear completely of what she was supposed to be um uh and uh ricochet the kid with the stutter becomes a teacher that's right and i think he breaks his uh stutter they didn't put it in but i think that's what happened i also i I wish my my dream would have been my wish would have been that they showed melora hardin's character sandy and she had just become like a board housewife (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) like fucking all She's married to that guy he's she's married to her boyfriend and he's just like yes miserable and he's just a shitty drunk and just they're just miserable together. They're just like the fucking. They got a lot of money and they hate their lives, and but they and they never dance the lambada. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's lambada. It is a uh, movie you both don't think it will be, and when you do re- realize what it is, it's like you're getting into a warm bath of movies you've seen a billion times. Uh-huh. Uh, is there anything we missed on lambada? Yeah, I'm kind of like collecting my notes right now. Uh, kind of the stuff that uh, I wanted to hear uh, hit on. Um, so, uh, at the end of the movie, the very end of the movie, there's a little Easter egg there, Jeff. Uh, once the credits stop, you hear a little something, and you hear the rain. Really, <laughs> the rain comes back. I don't know why. why? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just a little detail. That's kind of a fun detail that is so confusing that's like like, their mcu end of credits mid credits scene but you're like yeah like after endgame you hear the tony stark uh iron clanking again right that is that's canon's version of uh professor x's voice in the doctor strange commercial oh hell yeah that trailer like i can't wait to see that movie i stand by doctor strange is my favorite of the mcu movie (laughs) oh man that's gonna be rad yeah and sam raimi come on Uh, because it halfway through that trailer i was just like oh this looks like a horror movie at time like and yeah that fucking part where they're like he's breaking up into the cubes like looked like hellraiser Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i was like oh my god (laughs) Um, i can't wait yeah but um Oh, so another thing. Uh, so when she comes into the classroom, Melora Harden to like try to save the teacher, and that teacher who she's talking to has the deadest eyes. He's like yeah. so blank and dead. I'm like, oh, it looks fake a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he yeah, he looks like a. Uh, he looks like he would also be like a villain in a. Uh, Chuck Norris. He does look like in a Chuck Norris. No, and like I was gonna say, like a Joe Dante movie. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely. Like one of the goons kind of chasing after yes. uh, a kid or something, like inner space or something. Yes, like that. yes. right. Uh, with Robert Picardo. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, oh, with that teacher when uh, he gets fired and he's getting his stuff, and that one teacher's like, "So watch those nice buns of yours, Laird," and he goes. Oh, I didn't know you cared. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that teacher got fired at a penis haircut, too. He had that nice split down the middle. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, everyone's so... All I those was, teachers are the quippiest teachers that have ever existed. They're all like a fucking... Like uh, 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 Joss Whedon meets uh, what's his oh, yeah. name from uh, 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 Scream? Um, oh, Kevin Williamson. Yeah, like Kevin Williamson, yeah. but if like adults were doing Kevin Williamson, exactly. Dialogue. I wrote down somewhere in my notes that this was. I said um, Brett Easton Ellis's Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt like that. It's that great. I love that. Uh, um. <laughs> But then, like, I was confused at one point where, so when he, le- we find out later why he says this, but the janitor, he talks to the janitor and he's like, the janitor's like, the usual? And he goes, you know it. And it's like, what? It made no sense for the context until we found out later that he's helping him get those kids. And also, but it's the first time, janitor, right? Yeah, I think so. And I was like, I-, I didn't know if they usually go to the school or what, but also, that janitor didn't do shit to stop those guys from coming in no. too. He just hid like comically. Not helpful. Not helpful. Yeah, their their arrangement unclear. I would say. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I wrote down during one of the dance scenes. I said, "This just sounds like Grimes." Uh, the song <laughs> called "The Nasty Dance." I think I was like, "This is just Grimes." Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when he's trying, my last thing will be uh, when he is going to do the the example with the pool table. I was like, oh, man, it would be so funny if he just ate shit and just, like, totally missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, fuck. That's crazy. Fuck. <laughs> I was going to do a lesson. Come fuck. on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's all my stuff. Sorry, kind of no, just no. piled that on. No, I, we needed it. Uh uh, we we talked about it. What is uh, we we talked about the the John Murray question he brought in yes. on Raw Deal. We think it might be something we might end up doing. If you were cast in this movie, who do you think you'd be? Uh, during uh, Blade's speech at the end, they pan over to the jocks, and there's one guy that barely has a neck. <laughs> I think I'd be one of those dudes. Right? Yeah. I think or I'd the, end up being or the club owner. I think, yeah. I mean, Ow. just because that delivery, I think you could deliver the hell out of those lines. I worry I'd be egghead. I think I would just be. <laughs> you like, would, yeah. It sucks, but I think out of everyone, it's like I'd be. I'd be trying to convince everyone computers are cool. <laughs> Except you, you do it, and it's like makes a pentagram, and it yes. starts playing like uh, British uh, new wave metal. Hundred percent. It'll be playing Angel Witch, um, and everyone will be fucking psyched. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, at this point, uh, we got to do our, uh, canon rating. I mean, this one's an official canon, uh, yeah. one out of 10 cannons. How can is this canon? I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I'm a nine. I didn't give it a 10 because it's, it doesn't have, it's not as, um, it's missing a little bit of sleaze and a little bit of like nudity, Yeah, you know, but it is, but otherwise yeah. it is through and through. Like it's up there. I mean, this is like a break-in type of. Yeah. It, I, it's it's not a good movie, but I really enjoyed watching it. I, I had agree. so much fun watching it. It works. It's like right in my wheelhouse of that kind of like era of movies where it's like so the tropes are so broad, but it's so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a nine for me as well. I mean, it's a dancing movie, uh, uh, and it's got theme shoved in. And uh, it is uh, low budget, but also works. And it's not great, but I do like it. 
Like, and I would watch yeah. it. I would watch it if it was on. I'd just be like, hey, I guess I'm gonna watch this for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it passes the um, Pluto TV test. It's a, definitely it passes the Pluto TV test 100. percent I'm glad we're agreed. Nine and nine, and also I think we got to say because these are the dueling ones, and I think I know the answer. If we had to yeah. pick Forbidden Dancer Lombardo, which one are we picking? Uh, I feel like uh, Forbidden Dance is sexier. It's, it's certainly um, sexier and more Lombada based. I mean, but that's only carried by, you know. So I, I think mine mine is definitely Lombada. Yeah. Same with me. Lombada feels like you wouldn't be embarrassed to be like, have you do you remember watching this movie? Oh yeah. Versus like Forbidden Dance, you'd be like, I don't know if you need to know I watched this too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Lombada forbidden dance it's amazing that this is what uh kind of helped facilitate the breakup between our beloved golan and globus but it also totally makes sense uh, mm-hmm. yeah and so there you get there you have it the duel in lombada movies we did it people i hope you enjoyed that uh and uh yeah frank where can people find us they can find us on twitter and instagram at the canon canon the second canon is one in and check us out again at patreon.com slash the canon canon. Uh, Going to continue to have a bunch of great stuff up there. Uh, help me and Frank uh, not be as much of the blades in our life as we are sometimes. And uh, so we can do this podcast <laughs> that we love doing. But thank you all for again tuning in. Spread the word. Give us those rates. Give us those reviews, etc., etc. And until next week. I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. And this is The, the Cannon. 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 Get out! Make something of your life.